Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny. In case you are new here or welcome back. In case you are new here, I am a fourth year university student at the University of British Columbia studying psychology and commerce. And this is my last semester of school. So I'm about to graduate very, very soon. And I'm super excited about that. Today is a pretty exciting episode. And also in general, I'm just in a really good mood. So it's going to be a good time today. Before we begin, before I begin any of my episodes, in case you're new here, I like to start with a rose, bud, and thorn, which a rose is a good thing that happened to me this week, a bud is something I'm looking forward to, and a thorn is something that's maybe not so good that happened this week. I'm going to start with my thorn because I've been wanting to talk about this uh, the entire week. I was supposed to record this podcast on Thursday, which is when I typically record all my podcasts. It's in my weekly routine, but I got a little busy on Thursday and today's Sunday and I actually have nothing to do. So I'm recording it today. So my thorn for this week is basically what happened was that on Tuesday, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have my 9.30 a.m. strategic management and business class. And because I have to drive to campus and it's during rush hour-ish and I have to also walk from my parking spot to Sauter, which is where my class is, I leave about an hour and 15 minutes before my class starts. So I leave about 8.15 for my class. And so because of that, um, on Tuesday, when I walked into the classroom, I walked in at about, I don't know, 920 ish, there was like not many people there. So I was like, Oh, this is kind of weird. But it's okay. I'm kind of early. I was walking into the classroom. And one of the girls that was in the class, like, talked to me and she was like, Did you see the email? And I was like, What? What email? And then she was like, Oh, class got moved on zoom like an hour ago. And I was like, Ugh, like that's kind of annoying. Um, my prof wasn't feeling well, so she decided to move class onto Zoom, which I was like, okay, that's kind of annoying, but you know, I'm okay with that. You know, I would rather her stay at home. And if that just means like I have to be on campus for Zoom class, that's fine. And also on Tuesday, I had my afternoon class. So I was gonna come to campus anyway. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's just regular. This is what I would have done if my prof was actually in person. So I was like, okay, that's fine kind of annoying, but it's fine. So I did my Zoom class. Then on Wednesday night, my prof sent an email out to the entire class and was like, tomorrow's class is going to be in person, tomorrow being Thursday. So I was like, okay, great. Like I can go to campus and stuff like that. And it's going to be a good time. We're going to be in person. So Thursday comes around and Thursday is extremely rainy. Uh, It's not like the worst I've ever seen being in Vancouver. But it was definitely not just drizzling. It was like raining, raining. So Thursday comes around and I'm like, oh, class is going to be in person. So again, I leave at like a 15-ish to go to school. Walk into the classroom on Thursday morning, about 9 something, 9.20-ish, same thing. Get to class and a girl comes up to me, a different girl in my class. Did you see the email? I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. My prof moved class onto Zoom again. Um, And the kicker is it was because of the rain, which I was like, I've never had a prof do this before. And this is kind of ridiculous being that like we're in Vancouver and it rains like six months out of the year. I was like, "Ah, oh, my God. And the other thing was that the email was dated or like time stamped that she sent it at 830 
six ish, I think. Um, but because the UBC emailing broadcast system was slow that day, that morning, the email didn't even get sent out until like 9 a.m. And our class starts at 9.30. So a ton of the people who were commuting to school uh, didn't see the email or just were already out of the house and just came to class anyway. So that was kind of annoying. That was like the low light of my week. And on Thursday, also a reason why I was kind of pissed about this was the fact that like I only came to campus for that class. Like I had to go home right after because I had to go and get my driver's license renewed. So I was like, I literally just drove to school because of Zoom and now I have to go back home after. And I had to walk in the rain and all this stuff, but that's not really the big deal. I was just kind of like, that's kind of annoying, you know? So that was my thorn for the week. My rose is that I just genuinely had a really good week. Like just the entire week was great. Some of my highlights were that I saw I had three meals with friends and just caught up with them. My favorite one was on Friday. I went to a cafe with Rebecca and Rachel, as well as another girl from high school. Her name's Ashley. And it was just like such a good time, very wholesome. And I feel like my social skills have improved a lot in the last few weeks. So, and also what helps is the fact that like, I'm genuinely wanting to go and socialize. Like it's not the point where I have to be forced to socialize anymore. You know, people are dragging me to go out. Now it's like, I'm willingly putting myself out there and like actually wanting to talk to people. So it's like a much better time. So my week was pretty good. My, I went shopping with my mom yesterday as well. It was supposed to be for like my birthday trip, which is the theme of today's episode. Um, my birthday is in 13 days as of the day that I'm recording this. So we went shopping and I genuinely have not had like a in-person shopping trip in so long, like pretty much since COVID started. Uh, I haven't bought that many clothes regardless since COVID started. Um, But yesterday was like the first like in-person shopping spree that I had with my mom. And it was very, very fun. I bought many clothes um, and spent a lot of money, but it's for my birthday. So I tell myself it's okay. And it was just a good time. Also, it was really nice weather yesterday unexpectedly. So wholesome time all around. I feel like my relationships with people have improved so much in the last few weeks and months, like not just with my friends, but also with my mom and with my boyfriend. Just, yeah, I'm just in a really good, in a really good place right now, which is great. My bud is I am looking forward to the summer so bad. Oh my God. I was studying yesterday morning, but then I ended up getting sidetracked and I was planning out a trip to Toronto that I'm going to take in June. My plan is I'm going to visit a couple friends for their graduation and just celebrate with them and just like have fun in Toronto because I don't think I've like really ever been traveling in Toronto ever since I was like old enough. Like I've definitely gone when I was a baby with my family. And the last time that I went was in grade 11, but I went for like a leadership conference. So I didn't actually get to like do Toronto things, you know? So I'm really excited to go in June and just like be a tourist in Toronto and like have fun because I've never really done that. So very excited for that. I just have to like plan out the dates right now. They're still a little bit iffy just because I have a couple other obligations in June that kind of might ruin the flow of the trip but we'll see 
anyways that's my bud no wait that's my rose no wait that's my bud that's my bud oh my god i'm getting sidetracked so i've been having a really good time um i have three weeks of college left is that right oh my god let me check my calendar one two i have three weeks of college left which is very scary to say. I've been making a lot more content recently just because I'm trying to like vlog or TikTok vlog or something every single day just to kind of like soak up the last of my college experience. And it's been kind of stressful, but also really fun because I've been in like a content creating mood. So very exciting. Also this past week, I was reminded that people like actually watch my content, which I totally forget at times. Like honestly, when I do my podcast, like right now and when I um vlog and when I make TikToks and stuff like I like realistically I understand that I'm making it for other people but it just doesn't feel that way like I just feel like I'm either like showing one person this like I'm just like recording there's no like particular people that I'm like thinking about I just feel like I forget that people actually watch if that makes sense And while I'm recording, it just feels like I'm kind of talking to like a friend, like my camera is like my friend. And I forget that like when I post online, people actually see it. So I was kind of reminding, reminded of that these past few weeks. And I was like, oh, shoot, maybe I should like think about this more. But I think I've been doing pretty well with my content. And what's most important is that I'm having fun, which is the case recently. So as I kind of alluded to in my rose my birthday is coming up it is april 2nd um i've always had like a weird relationship with my birthday in that like i love my birthday and i love having birthdays and i think birthdays are so fun but like the thing that i don't like about my birthday is that it's april 2nd and so if my birthday were later in the month i would be like oh my god i can celebrate my birth month but because like my birthday is so early into the month i kind of forget that it was my birthday later on in april i was like oh yeah it was my birthday this month but like I don't remember because my birthday happened so early so yeah I kind of like take the end of March to start like ramping up for it and then April comes around and what's also really special is that my boyfriend has a birthday a week after mine exactly Um, our birthdays are seven days apart so it's actually like fun to keep on celebrating I guess because like this year we're doing two family dinners like I'm gonna have a birthday dinner for myself and then he's gonna have a birthday dinner with my family for his birthday so it's gonna be pretty hype I think but yeah anyways um it's my birthday coming up by the time you're watching this I think my birthday is this coming Saturday so I'm so excited but today I thought it would be fun to do an episode about the things that I learned when I was 21 because obviously I'm about to turn 22, which I think is quite a monumental age. That's what I say about every birthday. I think 21 and 22 are very like monumental though. 21 because it's like the age of legality literally everywhere. And then 22 because Taylor Swift is iconic. So I thought I would have and share 21 lessons that I learned while I was 21. And I'm gonna talk about them, talk about my experience being 21, and kind of soak up the last of my 21-ness. And then I'm going to be 22. Although I really prefer even ages. I just prefer even numbers in general. So I'm very excited to turn 22. Because like, like odd numbers kind of freak me out. Yeah. So I, I think honestly I'm not going to enjoy being 23. Because 23 is like a prime number. And it's an odd number. Uh, me being the mathematician that I am. Really freaked out by odd numbers. <laughs> Anyways. Let's get started. 
my first lesson is life does not always have to be about the big memories. This was something that I learned, I think, especially ever since COVID happened, life is really not about the big events anymore. And it's more so about the small interactions that I have with people, like the small hangouts that I have and just like the the daily mundane things that happen. Um, I have a couple things that come to mind when I say this. One thing is I think my relationship now with my boyfriend really exemplifies this lesson. In my first relationship, I was really always obsessed with like celebrating milestones and like going out to celebrate those and like making sure our relationship was Instagram perfect and I could take a picture and like celebrating all these like big things. Like I was really into month anniversaries before and celebrating those all the time. But realistically, when you think about a relationship, what is most important is that like on a daily basis, your partner is making you feel good and is a good partner because realistically, your relationship isn't going to be about those big memories, right? Like you're living through those daily experiences instead. And if your partner is not able to be a good partner in the normal moments, in the lows, then that doesn't really make the highs of your relationship worth it. Uh, One thing that I've been thinking about a lot and one thing that I learned in my relationship from my boyfriend is that like, I think now I feel with a partner, your partner is not there to make the good moments better. Like sometimes we're always like, oh, it's great to have someone there to celebrate all your wins with and stuff like that. But realistically, I think for me now, a partner isn't really about making my my wins in life better than they are. It's more so about making the the losses and the lows in life not as bad because Though that like when you're in your low and when your partner is in their low, that's like when your true character and problem solving skills, uh, conflict resolution skills, they really come out to play and you really see what your partner is like. Because I think in those big moments, people often get distracted with like the money that your partner spends or like those big gestures that they do. Oh my God, they like proposed to me in front of the Eiffel Tower in front of everyone. They had a flash mob, whatever. Those kinds of things I think really deter and distract from the like core fact that your relationship is built from these daily interactions with your partner. So I've learned that life really is just about like appreciating the small moments in life. I find that having a gratitude log is a great way to kind of track these small moments and just like appreciating them because they're they're a lot more special than I thought they would be. Uh, In friendships as well, I was always really obsessed with the fact, I think just in general before, I was very obsessed with like making my life seem very perfect on Instagram and sharing these like big moments like, oh my God, I went to this person's birthday party or uh, we went on a trip, a friend's trip or whatever. And I've actually found that like what's more important with people and what's worth celebrating is their character, who they are as a person, their goals and values and dreams in life because that's what makes them a good friend and that's what makes your relationship special. So that was my first lesson. I think I've definitely learned that like mundane and routine life is actually very enjoyable and it doesn't always have to be super exciting with big events every single day or every single week. Big one. My second lesson is I learned how to take care of myself. 
I think this means legitimately in that like I have learned how to take care of myself in that I can sustain myself with chores and grocery shopping and making sure I go and exercise and doing hair care and skin care, like all these physical attributes. I have definitely stepped up in my self-care game and I think that I've definitely improved a lot. But I think also one of the big things that I learned is how to maintain boundaries this year. I was really bad at it before. I was always a person that would like be a doormat. That's what my boyfriend and I called myself at the beginning of our relationship because I was just like a doormat to people. I would um, just let people step all over me and like give up my own needs to help others first. And I think a big reason why, and I've been thinking about this the last few days actually, a big reason why I did that before was because it was internally also self serving. Um, People would always be like, oh, you're so nice. You're so altruistic and stuff. But realistically, a big reason why I also did those things for other people was so that like it would come back to me and people would have a positive light on me. So it wasn't really out of the kindness of my heart as much as I want to say that. I think for me, it's, I think it's, I will say it's quite mature of myself to see that like I was also kind because it had good consequences on me as well but um I was I think one thing with boundaries that I've improved on a lot this year is just in terms of socializing and social situations like I said before I would always just be pressured into hanging out with people if I wasn't really in the mood to or if I really needed the time to recharge I would always hang out with people just in case like oh my god what if they don't like me anymore and stuff like that but I've come to learn obviously that friendships they should not be on the basis of like your friends are not going to like you if you don't go to this hangout because that then shows they're not a real friend Um, And I've really gotten good at taking some alone time and just letting myself recharge when I need to. And I think this also goes on the basis of my relationship as well. I used to be obsessed with seeing my boyfriend every single day, every single moment possible. But I've realized that setting that boundary and also having some alone time is crucial because the time apart really then makes your time together special. Okay, number three, being productive doesn't mean doing homework. You don't have to do homework to be productive. One thing that I've learned throughout the course of COVID and this year is like keeping a busy schedule, a jam-packed schedule is not always good. I used to be obsessed with that. I think like in grade 12 and even early university before COVID happened, I'd be obsessed with like making my calendar stacked back to back. So I'd be like, class, 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 then I'm going to go and study, then I'm going to go to my meeting, and then I'm going to go see friends, whatever. I was obsessed with making my time like worth it in my mind, I guess, worth it in quotations. But I have learned that that is not always the case. Rest is productive. Doing nothing is productive. And I feel like productive as a word should be reframed and just redefined because it is definitely changing in this day and age but I've learned that I most of the time to be the most efficient with my studying I have to take time off and I have to let myself recharge 
one Instagram, I want to show you an Instagram post that I saw recently, actually, that I thought was very interesting. Um, let me pull it up. Feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response plus fear-based distraction from what you would be forced to acknowledge and feel if you slowed down. When I was constantly obsessed with packing my schedule to the brim and from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I was always doing something. I was really trying to avoid reflecting and thinking about myself and what I wanted to achieve. I thought that because I filled my schedule like that, I would be considered having my life together or be considered productive because, you know, I'm always on the move, always doing something. But really, I was trying to avoid, first of all, like unresolved trauma that I had not worked through. And also just like the ability to think and reflect and introspect. I was trying to avoid that because I knew that I had a lot of flaws and things to work through. So I was trying to avoid all that by staying busy. So Nowadays, especially because I'm about to graduate, I barely do any studying. I'm taking a midterm tomorrow and I haven't even studied the last chapter, but I honestly don't really care anymore just because the rest time and the time off is just so much better. But I don't think you should go to me. I think I'm like two ends of a spectrum. Right now I'm like the relaxed and like senioritis, but I think you should have a balance for sure. My next lesson, my fourth one is that I learned how to cook. I've definitely improved my cooking a lot this year in particular. Nowadays, I can make like different lunches for the week and I also meal prep so that's a little less stressful. One of the most, um, some of my most favorite meals to make recently are mashed potatoes. I'm pretty good at making mashed potatoes now. I can make a really good air fryer chicken. Um, so good with the seasoning and everything. Absolutely delicious. And I also, I just guess like anything that I really crave, I can make nowadays. Like I'm trying to think, I remember a couple weeks ago, I made a really, really nice pesto pasta. Absolutely delicious with chicken. So good. So I've now developed my repertoire of recipes to be more than a week's worth so that I can kind of alternate between meals and it just like has really I think improved my relationship with food as well as just like let me have fun because I've actually really gotten to enjoy cooking it's a pretty cool process if you want to see more recipes I definitely have ton like interspersed in my vlogs so you can go and check that out if you would like Number five, I love Animal Crossing. I genuinely don't think I have had an obsession in my life as strong as the one that I have for Animal Crossing. Um, since I started playing, I started playing in November 2020 up until maybe a month or two, maybe a month ago, I played every single day. And if I didn't play every single day, then I would like play more the next day to catch up and stuff like that. I was absolutely obsessed with Animal Crossing. And I think I still am, even though I don't play a ton anymore. Um, I just, right now, I think I'm just kind of like 
a little bit tired and burnt out from it and also just like trying to do other things as well. I think I'm just like out of time right now because I am seeing so many people right now. I just get kind of like tired and I don't really want to play, but I am obsessed with Animal Crossing. I, oh my God, you can see behind me. I have an Animal Crossing calendar behind me that one of my students gave me for Christmas last year um, because we talk about Animal Crossing so much and just like all this stuff. I recently got an Animal Crossing tote bag and um, I have Animal Crossing merch from Uniqlo when they did their collaboration. I just have never had an obsession as much or as deep as the one that I have for Animal Crossing. And there's no really particular reason other than like obviously the game is fun and it's very cute. I think it's just like the perfect mix of creative with task-based and all this kind of stuff. I just, that's one of my lessons. I really have no like deeper meaning behind it. I just absolutely love Animal Crossing. And I think it's also like, one thing that I've learned is like, YOLO what people think and just like what you like. I think at first when I first started playing, I was very ashamed with how obsessed with it I was. But nowadays I'm like, who cares? I wear my Animal Crossing shirt out. I wear my tote bag out. Yesterday I got a compliment on my tote bag. So I was like, yeah, thanks. Who cares? Honestly. Number six, I learned how much I love camping and I rediscovered camping. So in high school, I was obsessed with camping and outdoor education. I looked forward to our yearly um, camping trips that were organized by the school. And in grade 10, I did a program where I went on six camping trips in a year with like my classmates. And it was honestly so much fun. I always loved camp. I loved the nature. I loved the fact that, you know, we were not on our phones and I just loved like wholesome times. Like I feel like in camp, people are a lot more wholesome. They are a lot more vulnerable and we just talk about different things. I just love every aspect of it. And I went camping last, last summer. So I guess I was 20, not 21, but I went camping three times over the summer of 2020 and I just absolutely fell in love with camping again. I want to go camping more. I just need to find like people that I can do it with because I don't want to get murdered by a bear, obviously, but it was, it's just so much fun. Like it's the same, like wholesome feeling. The fact that like you cook your own dinners and we make like simple stuff and eat oatmeal for breakfast is just like so much fun. And you get to explore so many beautiful places in British Columbia, especially you have so many beautiful places. Yeah. It makes all the pain of hiking to your campsite worth it for sure. All right. Next lesson. I learned to prioritize myself. And in brackets, I wrote BI. So I think in particular, I was thinking about the fact that I quit my BI job and how what I learned from that particularly. I think I was very conflicted in my BI job because I was like, these people are depending on me and need me to do this job and stuff like that even though I didn't really enjoy it and I didn't think that I was compensated enough but I learned how to prioritize myself and I also quit my first job ever which was a very big girl move and definitely learned that like my enjoyment and happiness and what I want to spend my time on is really important to me and I deserve to prioritize that and not do things that I don't want to. And I definitely also learned like different fields that I might want to or not want to go into 
definitely not going to go into BI and stuff like that. So that was a very good lesson this year. Number eight, I really enjoy other academic subjects as well. I recently took, I've been taking a bunch more electives because I'm about to graduate and those are kind of the courses that I have left. So, you know, I took comp sci last year and I also took creative writing. What was my elective last year? Oh, uh, I took last semester, I took urban studies and we were studying cities. And I've realized that I love branching out and learning about different things that make me passionate. And I also just like really enjoy thinking about these subjects in my free time. Ever since I've taken my strategic management course in uh, in business course this semester, I've been obsessed with analyzing like businesses competitive advantage, like just in my daily life to the fact like to the point where my boyfriend gets kind of annoyed at me. But it's fine. It's super fun. I think it's so enjoyable. So I really, really just enjoy other academic subjects. And I hope that like after I graduate, I can still do learning somehow because I would really hate to lose this aspect or this part of me because I think one part of me that is really special and that I really like is that I really enjoy learning and just love learning about different subjects. All right, next one. I learned how to control a panic attack. Although I don't get panic attacks very regularly and nowadays I can kind of see why I get set off, I did learn how to control a panic attack and just like make sure that I'm okay in public. I think I talked about this in my episode about anxiety. So if you want to go listen to that, I'm going to link it in the cards um, on the YouTube channel. But I definitely learned a lot about like how and why I become panicky and also what to do in those situations. So that was a great lesson because I honestly cannot remember the last time I've had a panic attack. And more recently, since the beginning of 2022, I've been tracking my anxiety and panic in my planner. And honestly, the last few weeks, it's all been like zero out of 10 or one out of 10, like very, very minimal, which I'm very happy with. Number 10, next thing I learned is I work best with a consistent routine. This is one of my favorite lessons. I love my routines. I love my morning routine. I honestly could develop a better night routine at this point, but that's okay. But just like also my routine in the day and in the week. So as I said at the beginning of the podcast, like Thursdays are my day to record my podcast now. And it's just like such a nice routine to have this expectedness in life and just to know that like Thursdays are my podcast days, Tuesdays are my editing days, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think it's just great. I really get thrown off if my routine has to change. Like these past couple of weeks, because I've been trying to make plans with people, my routines have had to shift to accommodate other people's schedules, which is totally fine. But I've realized that like when I have to change my schedule, it like really throws me off because I have like allotted amounts of time to get work done throughout the week to make sure that I can finish everything. But when I have to switch things around, it kind of gets a little complicated. But definitely I love my routines and I hope that like as I transition out of school without this like skeleton of class schedule and stuff that I can still have a good routine. Next one. I love getting ready, doing makeup, hair, and wearing clothes. Okay, obviously everyone loves wearing clothes because I don't want to be naked, but I mean like wearing nice clothes that make me feel good. Throughout COVID, I think I was, 
I got kind of like unmotivated because, you know, I was like wearing sweatpants all the time. I was like, why do I need to dress up? You know, I'm only staying at home all day. But I realized that like, especially this semester, I've been wearing a lot of makeup, a lot more makeup than I usually do. I just feel like so put together and so nice. And I myself feel intrinsically like confident and motivated to just tackle my day with a great attitude. And I think that's really important. And it's just gets me set up on the right foot and also just makes me feel put together. It doesn't necessarily make me feel more confident. Actually, it does. I'm trying not to like be reliant on makeup though because I don't want to be like, oh, I have to have makeup to be confident. Like I think I still want to, obviously I want to be confident without makeup and just like in my natural skin too. So that's kind of the dilemma that I've been feeling, but more recently I've been obsessed with wearing cute outfits to school and like putting my hair nicely and stuff like that. Although I'm very sick of my long hair and I think I'm going to chop it short for the summer. Really, really want to. I've never cut my hair short because I've had to dance, but I'm not dancing anymore after this year. So I have like no reason why not to cut my hair short, like above my shoulders. So we'll see what happens there. Next one. Don't do things for other people classic lesson that I think a lot of people go through eventually. I was a people pleaser growing up and I always have been, probably still am a little bit to some extent, but when you do things, it's very important to consider why you are doing them. And I think it's also because like COVID has made it extremely apparent that time is like very limited and we don't have all the time in the world so you really have to pick and choose the things that you want to do so don't choose things that you are doing just to please your parents or just to please your friends like genuinely do things that you're interested in and you're that are going to make you happy and it's not always easy like it's not always like able i can't talk it's easier said than done but I think once you get through that like initial barrier of realizing that, you know, your decisions affect your life and not really anyone else's, then it's a lot easier to feel happy with like your everyday actions and what you choose to do with your time. Okay, next lesson, number 13, it is okay to rest. This kind of goes back to my third lesson, which is that you don't always have to be productive and being productive can look very different now, but Resting is so important to make sure that your well-being is okay, to make sure that your social interactions are actually good with other people, and just, just to recharge. Very important. And before, I would like never let myself rest because I was like, this is unproductive, like this is not what I should be doing with my time. But genuinely, I feel like if I don't rest nowadays, I cannot do anything ever. So there's that. 14. There are lots of ways to get physical movement. Super important. I am obsessed with going to the gym nowadays, but I've learned that exercise doesn't always have to be weightlifting and being super intense. And I've kind of like gotten over, I'm getting over the guilt of not doing an intense workout every single day. But there are a lot of different ways to get physical movement. I mean, I've loved doing my high interval intensity classes at the gym because honestly, they're just super enjoyable. But I've also explored with Pilates and yoga this year, as well as just like having a rolling session to make sure my muscles are okay. So it's just really important to 
understand that there are a lot of different ways to get movement and not everyone can just do that one type. Like also going on a walk is great or doing a stretching routine at home, doing stretching videos. Love doing that. There's a lot of different ways to get movement. And I think just the most important is to get movement because that's that's what keeps our bodies going and also makes me feel so good every single day just getting movement like some days I don't even exercise like just walking on campus is enough because walking to and from my classes and wherever I need to go is like honestly a lot of exercise at times too number 15 everyone is going through something this is a realization that I had recently that I was like wow I was kind of thinking about people that I don't really like or have not really liked in the past. And I was like, why don't I like them? And most of the time it's like, oh, because they're mean or because, you know, they're not considerate and all this kind of stuff. And then I was thinking like, why were they that way? Why, what made them act that way? Was it truly because of their character and just who they are as a person? In which case I would just not spend time with them or is it because of something else and I realized that a lot of the people that I don't or didn't like I actually don't really not like people anymore I just don't really bother um were going through something very personal and hurtful for them and I might not have realized it at the time so I kind of attributed their mean characteristics to their personality when in reality it was just their way of coping with whatever they had to go through, which I think was a very big lesson to me because I did the same thing. When I was in like, I would say late elementary and early high school, that was when I struggled the most with dealing with my parents' divorce and just like my family situation in general. And while I was all in all a very like I would say I was still a nice person there were definitely still times that I wasn't a great friend to my friends and I wasn't a great person either and I would definitely say that it had to do with the fact that I was coping with this big event in my life that I didn't know how to deal with and that was just the only way so I wish I could apologize for the things that I've done before, but also like now I've learned that I just need to realize what I did, learn from it, and move forward with a better attitude and a better way of dealing with these traumatic events. And I think for a lot of people, I have two in particular in mind, but I'm not going to talk about them. Like I've realized that these hurtful events were what caused them to be a not as good person to me or to other people. So that was definitely a huge realization that I had. And I was like, oh my God, like that's kind of big brain. Number, where are we? Number 16. It is okay to ask for help. This is a big one that I had for sure. I have just never been a person that likes asking for help. And I think... I was kind of ingrained with the idea that asking for help is weak or asking for help is bad when obviously that is not the case. There are just, I think one way to put it is there are just like certain weaknesses that I will have and 
I just can't do things as well as other people. So that's when I want to ask for help. And also if you are struggling, like letting people know and asking for help or asking for time off is most of the time totally acceptable nowadays. I think one topic that has been very prevalent in my life recently is the is the idea of toxic masculinity. And I think with people who struggle with toxic masculinity, it's really hard for them to ask for help or deal with their issues with other people. They just want to do everything on their own because that's what they see is good. I think getting over that in whatever way that you might be able to will really help improve relationships with others. Toxic masculinity is honestly like one of the biggest factors why I don't deal with people nowadays because I feel like not only is it harmful for you, it really hurts the people around you as well if you struggle with toxic masculinity. And sometimes you might not be able to see it. So for me, at least it's kind of like I observe and if I notice that this person is struggling with that, then I'm like, I'm going to step away slowly. All right. Next lesson. I really value my independence. I mean, this one's pretty self-explanatory. I just need this time to recharge and also just like think about life. I don't really... mm, I ask people for advice, but I don't really like rely on their advice to make my decisions I think I think about it first with my own independent time and then I bring up these issues to other people to kind of get other opinions but most of the time nowadays I am very like this is what I want to do so I'm gonna do it number 18 you do not need to be constantly talking to people what a great big lesson that I learned this year I have discovered that I absolutely hate texting people on a like daily basis. I used to do that a lot because I thought like, oh, that's how we stay friends. Like even if we're not talking about anything, like we just need to keep talking. But I've realized that like doing that makes your interactions with them in person so much less special. Uh, One case in point is like with a partner in a relationship. I feel like in my current relationship, I genuinely like don't really even text my boyfriend that often. Like we'll text like maybe once every couple hours just to check in with each other. But like that just makes our in-person interaction so much more special and so much more precious and also just much more high quality because I feel like we can have genuine conversations in person rather than like Yeah. And also you can't convey everything that you mean through a text. It's very hard to perfectly convey and some people might take it the wrong way. So I just prefer in-person interactions. And I think texting is great for like linking up with people to see them in person, honestly. Next one. True friends are people who stick by you even if you're not talking to them 24-7. Very related to my last one. So not going to go too in deep with that one. Number 20, therapy is really beneficial. I started going to therapy much more regularly when I was 21 and I have found that it's not even that I have more events or more trauma to work through. It's also just like a good place for me to reflect and think about my life. And also like the prep for therapy is also very beneficial because it forces me to sit down and think about like, what do I want to 
talk about that day? What do I want to reflect on? And what aspects of my life have been going well or not going well? And I've also just developed a really like good relationship with my counselor. And he and I just are very similar. We talk about very random things or like he offers a lot of advice that I don't even think I need, but are just like good to hear. So I just really like therapy and I hope I can continue when I just like after I graduate. And my last lesson is to value spending time with family. I think as you become an adult, you like, especially like teenager to adult that era, it's like not cool to hang out with your family anymore. It's like uncool to hang out with your mom. But I think your relationship with family is just so unique. Like you don't get to choose who your family is in life. You are always somehow connected to them and you always have some sort of obligation to them even if you don't want to and they're just people that are always going to be there for you at least in my case I know family can look very different for a lot of people but family is just like I think is so special because you don't really get to choose who your family is so it's different from a friendship and it's different from a relationship because those people you kind of pick and choose right but I've had a really good time spending time with my family and I think my family relationship and dynamic has also improved a lot this past year. So it's just a lot more healthy and makes me very happy. Anyways, those are my 21 lessons for what I learned at 21. I'm very excited to be 22 and I know it's only like one year older, but I feel like 22 in my life also just represents a lot of change. Obviously, I'm graduating university this year and doing a lot of different things. And I'm finally not going to be a student. And I'm very excited to see how that will go because I've never not been a student. So very excited for that. I hope you enjoyed this episode or found some of these lessons somewhat helpful or insightful. That's all I can really ask for or wish for nowadays. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe to the OverEasy podcast channel on YouTube. Follow on Spotify. You can also give it a rating on Spotify if you would like and Apple Podcasts. My podcast Instagram is at OverEasy, the podcast. If you want to follow, I just post little updates and clips from different podcast episodes there. I have a personal YouTube channel where I post vlogs and anything I like, honestly, it's called Manny Lee, and I'm going to link it in the description, of course, and uh, also my personal Instagram is Manny.Lee, and my TikTok is Manny.Lee. I've been making a lot of content on TikTok and YouTube recently, so I've been really excited about that. I hope I will see you in my next episode, and I'll see you soon. Bye!